Hello everyone and welcome to the very first mini-sode of Carry On, the Sex and the City podcast. I'm here tonight with my lovely and beautiful co-host Catherine Wells. And I'm here tonight with my lovely and stunningly beautiful co-host Alec Wells. <laughs> oh, Alec, <my laughs> Alec, why don't you talk about what a mini-sode of Carry On is going to be like? Well, um, you know, there's so much we love talking and discussing about Sex and the City and frankly, it's just not enough. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. I, I found something here, Catherine. I found you an find? article from Bustle.com, and I think it's appropriate for our first mini-sode. Nine frustrating things you only notice about Sex in the City when you re-watch it, as oh, we're doing now. Shit. The first one says, despite varying levels of prude, Carrie and Charlotte both went through a fair amount of D. I think we've spent a fair amount of T, a.k.a. time, right. on our podcast talking about that very thing. That's something we've all pointed out as we're re-watching it on Carrie On is like, Dude, Charlotte cycles through a lots of guns. Yes, well, and I, I think that's probably because her character is the more traditional looking for the knight in shining armor, the one who has a hard time getting out of her comfort zone, feels awkward when Samantha talks about sex graphically. So it's really fun to see her in sexual situations because it's it's out of the norm for her. So mm-hmm. that totally makes sense for me. And as far as Carrie's concerned, well, she's our our heroine. She's the one we're following. Some of my favorite episodes are the episodes where she's single and she's like mm-hmm. dating a new guy. You and always get so excited friends. when, especially when it almost never happens, like all four ladies are single oh, and you're like, yes! I love it. I love it. Oh God, it's so good. I know you do. So, all right. Yes, they, they do go through a fair amount of D, but we ain't judging. No, no, we're not. Um, I, mean, I think the the girl who wrote this article the girl who am i the woman the lady um the boss bitch her name's chelsea fagan she wrote this for bustle um she she's pointing out that both carrie and charlotte seem to want to comment in certain ways on samantha's behavior mm-hmm. not necessarily like with charlotte sometimes it comes out as totally pejorative with carrie i think carrie always tries to walk a tightrope and like yes. not piss anybody off yes. she's just that person and so she'll never really come right out and say it necessarily um but she does say the you know can i cancel my rice pudding like whoa yeah. um type of comments and the <laughs> i think what this article is saying is like well, Charlotte and and, Marin, and um, uh, Carrie really got around, and they don't really have any room to be criticizing. We all think yes. of Samantha as you know in the zeitgeist as being the one who's mm-hmm. who's real promiscuous. Now, I, I I do take fault with number two on the list Ugh. of nine things that are frustrating when rewatching Ugh. Sex and the City. Do you want to read one. that one? I'll read it. Sarah Jessica Parker was kind of a terrible actress. Um, I don't. Where is? Let me let me read what she says. She says, "Um, I don't know why this wasn't a bigger deal, but SJP was pretty bad at acting. Her fake crying and screaming were some of the most." 
cringeworthy, I can't even look at the screen moments in the whole show. And this is the show that contains Samantha's sex puns. Seriously, go back and watch the episode where Big has a heart problem. She, quote, bursts into tears like seven times in that episode. And each time it's like watching a particularly hammy audition for the role of Juliet in a middle school Shakespeare production. This is made all the more insulting, of course, by the fact that her co-star was someone as talented and nuanced as Cynthia Nixon. I just, I don't, I think, I mean, it, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. Yes, that um, I completely disagree with it. Completely um, and, disagree. And, you know, like, just to take the example, she talks about the um, the big heart problem, yes. Carrie bursting into tears thing. You know, to, to whatever degree you think she was successful, SGP was definitely doing kind of a slapsticky, it was supposed to be over the top. Mm-hmm. It, did, it was supposed um, to have a comedic element to yeah. it because she's fine one second and then she's crying the next. Yes. It's sort of, yeah, it's... it's they play it, it for comedy they, pretty they much every time. They play it for comedy, yeah. but I... I I dare you to put any of those moments against some of her best moments, which are too many to too count. Many. She's so good and she's so real. And I mean, if you think about some of the stuff she had to do in the show, I feel like other people would completely trip and fall on their face, but she lands it. She yeah. sticks the landing. She, yes, it's, it is not easy to, to toe the line that she has to on the show. And I'm I sorry, mean, think about the finale when Big comes to her uh, to her place before she leaves to Paris. Oof. I mean, that is that is an amazing performance, and you totally feel it. And yeah. so, yeah, no, I don't agree with number two. Number Same. three, again, already taking issue with this article, and Oof. we're on number three. Oof. Number three says Miranda would have never dated Steve. Oof. So this writer has decided in rewatching that they would have never dated and the writer says I don't know how else to say it but Miranda both the real life version of Miranda that theoretically exists and the one in the show would have never gotten with Steve yes Steve was a soft and chewy counterbalance to Miranda's severe haircuts and excel spreadsheet approach to life but we never really got enough material to prove that he would be someone she would go for huh yeah, she also posits that she thinks that um, Miranda would have m- much more likely ended up with someone like um, uh, Blair Underwood's character. Um, what the hell's his name? Why can't I think of it? Robert. Mm-hmm. Robert. Robert. Dr. Yes. Robert Leeds. Um, yeah, you know, I can see... The thing is, all of this is a matter of opinion, of course. Yeah. Um, and by the way, it should be said, this article is very entertainingly written. Yes. She does a good job, and I don't disagree with everything she says. I think Miranda would say... I would never end up with someone like Steve. Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty of it, that life doesn't go the way that we plan. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when she, I know that there's one moment where she's like, when they're talking about great loves, and Miranda's like, Steve's a, Steve's a something, not a core shaker. Yeah. But then he winds up actually being a core shaker for her because she doesn't, you know, it's... She doesn't expect herself to end up, you know, necessarily with him, but that's just the way it has to be. He's, right. He, he's the one. You know what I mean? Miranda, you're the one. Number four. The amount that Carrie wrote about her boyfriends was beyond insane. Um, I could not agree more with this. It's so funny. We've talked about it on the show yeah. before where she's, you know, and I suppose this is kind of the suspension of disbelief. Like you just, it's a it's yes. TV, so you just deal yes. with it, right? It's a TV device to frame, you know, the stories that they're telling. Mm-hmm. But there are countless times that I'm watching it, and I think I've mentioned it on Carry On, where I'm going like, 
is her boyfriend reading this? <laughs> right. It's very specific. And, and they but do by a- the way, the show, the show does prove that she is writing what's really happening because <laughs> in, in season five, the big journey where she goes to San Francisco for the book tour, Big is reading articles from her book back to her about himself, which is interesting to me. Well, she says in that episode, you've read my articles before, but he said not all together like this. So I guess, you know, in small chunks, I don't know. It's not, I guess it's not as um, horrifying to the people who are in it. Although I'd be like, I mean, she's writing intimate details about the lives of her friends. I assume she doesn't use, like, the names of the guys she's seeing. and But, but yes, to your point about the friends, like, she says she does use their names in the voiceover. She's like, Miranda, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And it's like, well, you wouldn't. it wouldn't be too hard in that day and age to, like, go, like, oh, Carrie Bradshaw and see the friends she's hanging out with. I would go to her Facebook immediately figure out, and figure right. out who the Miranda is, who the Charlotte is, because you could totally do that. Well, I think this all le- lends credence to the theory that was kind of brought up on the Nerdist podcast with Chris, SJP with Chris brought it up, She right? brought it up. The idea that um, perhaps mm-hmm. um, all of Carrie's friends are just, like, made up. Like, she is a writer in New York City. But mm-hmm. she's it's it is instead of really being about her life, it's kind of fiction. And yeah. these are women she's kind of made up to like Yeah. You know. So she's like, I see fabulous people. <laughs> um so number five, I okay, so far I've not like two, <laughs> three, now five. This isn't going well for this mm. writer. The uh number five in our list of the nine frustrating you things you only notice when rewatching Sex in the City is the Russian was honestly much too good for Carrie. Oof. What what is this person talking about? She says about? he was a world-renowned multimillionaire trilingual jet-setting incredibly stylish brilliant artist. What was he doing with Carrie ever even for a single date? Snort. I'm sorry. That's but harsh. Carrie is a thick-haired, column-writing, book-loving, traveling, club-going, New York socialite, friends with everyone, charming, fashion week, every charming. Woman. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, you ruski. <laughs> Why don't you hit the bricks? You've never even heard of Billy Joel. I know. How can you own a piano and not play Piano Man? You know, Petrovsky. I know. You know, and the thing is, I'm, I am a fan of the Russian. I think he's interesting and sexy and all of those wonderful things. But you know, per the, per what we just said about Miranda and Steve, sometimes people just connect, and he yeah. finds Carrie very charming yeah. and i fucking find carrie very charming yes um i just don't i've no do i think he was right for her absolutely not do i think do i watch them and go like ugh, what is he doing with her she's a piece of fucking street trash i just stepped on no yeah um i love i mean i love carrie warts and all yeah all right number six. my turn go for it Kim Cattrall should have sued Michael Patrick King for all of the truly cringeworthy shit he made her say. Um, uh, not only about, um, you know, what what the writer points out is it's not just the sexual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, um, nause- quote, nauseating comments about race, class, sexuality, gender, and sex workers, which I think... 
I think the fact that it's that she's writing this and saying it's a you know blah 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 and sex workers yeah. shows that this writer is writing this from a perspective that they did not have in the middle of the show. Like, yes. I think now in 2017 we would um, certainly call some you know a, a prostitute a sex worker yeah. or someone you know because we're we're more we're more woke we're more woke right? yeah. Um, but I, and I think it's unfair to blame a show for its you know supposed faults based on the time period in which it came out. Yeah. I mean, and also this speaks to the conversation we've had before about like, you know, Sex in the City for its time was very progressive and I think did for the most part a lot of progressive things for, you know, minority communities. Were they perfect? No. Can you look yeah. back at it now and cringe a little bit? Sometimes, but oh, I, yeah. I try and view Which, Yeah. I Go try ahead. and view things in context. I think sometimes you have to also think about the intention and they were coming from a place of like wanting to portray this fun world and um be inclusive and of course you know no one's 100 percent successful but i do i do think they were trying so number seven there was a fair amount of quote unquote help on the show and it was pretty awkward mm. um i i'm sorry i just like this i don't understand the title is Nine Frustrating Things You Only Notice When You Rewatch It. I, to me, this feels like, I, I guess they're trying to make a point about classism. And yeah. I, I, again, you know, I, I'm waffling on this a little bit because I feel like there's a portion of the population that would say representing the help as it were, like, you know, I guess they're talking about Magda. Oh, and there's a lot. And, I mean, think about, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's sort of like, well, you know, there's a little bit of upstairs, downstairs going on. What do you mean by that? Meaning that upstairs is is the 1% or, you know, the sort mm, of the mm-hmm. rich class and downstairs is the help. I don't know. I This is sticky territory. It is. Um, so I feel a little... Awkward, well, I like think- I mean, it's just it. They, it's sort of like Samantha was wealthy. Samantha uh, Miranda was a lawyer who was working full time and needed someone to take care of her child. Mm-hmm. Um, the second movie gets a little it does. uncomfortable. Well, look, but- this is the world they're operating in on the show, right? And she mentions in this article the um, you know when Samantha dates that guy who has the like tie. Um, yes live in housekeeper person who's like very problematically Mm -hmm. like caricature okay so and I get that but I think to your point it is it is Manhattan um in the late 90s early 2000s um and these are women who I mean yeah Carrie struggles with money but she kind of values Manolo's and whatever so these are women who to varying degrees have the means to sort of participate in that sort of thing and they they value like going to the spa and getting their nails done and that's just it for better or for worse, the show is known for, um, you know, it's great characters and compelling storylines and also kind of the uh, excess of like Manhattan and fashion. And that's just what mm-hmm. the show and those people, those those help, quote unquote, help positions are drift in and out. Um, certainly Sex in the City could have been more inclusive race wise and otherwise um and we still deal with shows being criticized for that stuff today even mm-hmm. like girls mm-hmm. um and, and that is a pro that is 
a problem and will be a problem for probably still a long time. Yes. Unforge. Yes. Um, it is interesting that that's a line item on this list, though. All right. Read me the next one. Okay. Here we go. Number eight. Carrie honestly probably subsidized her income by going on dates with dudes she wasn't that into. Um, what she means by subsidizing her income is like, uh, well, she's, okay, I'll just read it. She says, she's not fooling anyone with her rent control department. We've all been in the, quote, I'm going to go out with some lame from OkCupid so that I can eat at a restaurant, a luxury I have not experienced in a while phase. Carrie just happened to live in it well into her late 30s. I mean, I haven't gone through that phase. That's just not my... I'm also going to go ahead and disagree with this one completely. <laughs> I can't, I'm, now I'm sort of regretting that I even brought this article to the table. Why? I, feel like, I just feel like a lot of this is... Um, I, it, it's not accurate to me. I don't think... I don't think of Carrie as... Carrie bought Vogue instead of buying dinner for mm. herself. I don't see her as the type... And, she, and you know what? For, for all of Carrie's faults... I, I think she's a genuine person and sort of going out with a dude just to get a dinner does not feel in line with her character and what we just we've established as her character to me. So I'm sorry, Chelsea. As many times as I've watched this, I've never thought she's subsidizing her income no. going out on dates with the jazz man who's I mean, super cute about, or the comic guy. She wasn't trying the, to get dinner from him. No, she wasn't. Think about the... And she was trying to justify dating this guy who's still living with his parents to Samantha. Yeah. Um, think about the date she goes on, like the pre-burger date, like yeah. where she goes out with this guy and he's clearly very, very nervous because he's on a first date with a person he really likes. Mm-hmm. She is so generous to him yes. when he's getting like falling, he's falling over with birds like all over his head. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I agree. I give Carrie yeah. a little more credit. Look, not that there's anything wrong with like enjoying a dinner and what I don't I don't know I, this is a world I don't know because I never I've never done that yeah. dating freewheeling in the world thing um, and sure maybe I'm sure there was probably a time or two where she was like eh, I'd love to go to that place because I've never been there before yeah. I'm not really that into this guy but like whatever I will you say that but you did marry me to get on my AAA membership I did um, alright look I've been pretty unhappy with this article so far, but maybe the final one will make me feel better about it. You feeling optimistic? Number nine. Aiden was kind of overrated. Fuck Uh you, article. (laughs) Alex, do you need me to fan you? I can't believe this fucking article. (laughs) Aiden was overrated. Let's see what this Uh, idiot uh, has to say. Let's get into it. Let's deep dive. Perhaps the biggest Sex in the City mythology of all is the persistent idea that Aiden was somehow this great guy that Carrie should have ended up with. And um, no. I know that we all loved him because he was tall and good looking in a boring way. (laughs) (sighs) If you could see Alex's face right now. With the emotional availability that Big always denied her. But aside from having vague yet palpable nice guy tendencies, Aiden just wasn't all that interesting. He didn't really have a strong, funny, or particularly clever personality. And whilst woodworking is a sexy career, it cannot count for everything. I... What? Look, I am a big guy. I'm glad that she ended up with Big. But Aiden's a damn dream. Yeah. He's a little dreamboat. He's and, got and good I think personality. He's got a cute, I handsome. do think he's a funny guy. He's yeah. very funny. He's charming. He's he is he is emotionally mature. He's yeah. he's generous, kind, and giving, and puts up with a lot of Carrie's nonsense. Like I mean, the the last word that she writes in this article, or the last the last line is, 
Aiden wasn't that great. He was just there. No. I just, yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big, big fan. I, yeah. I do believe she wasn't meant to end up with Aiden, but um, he, they were great together for a while. This coming from the article writer who said that Petrovsky was too good for Carrie, so I'm not trusting this person's judgment. Well, she also writes in this section, we loved Aiden because he was too good for Carrie, but at the end of the day, who wasn't too good for Carrie? That's... She's kind of a Carrie hater, which, yeah. look, I, we've talked about it all the time. Carrie has a lot of qualities that are that are that are tough to to deal with, but that's why we love her because she's flawed, girl. If you guys have stuff you want us to discuss on our mini sods, please share it with us. Send, send it, it our way. Send us send us questions. Um, just dumb stuff you want us to answer. Uh, you can you can write us um, a message or post on our wall on Facebook. You can tweet at us at Carry On Podcast. You can oh, them DMs are open, girl. You slide can right mess- in them. <laughs> slide, slide right in. Them. Right in our DMs. Uh, and, and Instagram as well. And please rate us on iTunes. Um, we love getting feedback and, and we'll um we'll we'll read it on air. And until then. Carry, carry on. on.